Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one revelatory page of Talmud every day. And today, a special guest star on our podcast, the Prophet Elijah, Eliyahu Navi, everyone's favorite Passover time visitor. But the page today asks us a question. Can the Prophet Eliyahu, Elijah, come on Erev Shabbos? Let's read. According to your statement, that you take into account this unlikely scenario. One should not even burn Trumah in abeyance, as perhaps Elijah the prophet will come on Shabbat and establish prophetically that the Trumah, the ritual sacrifice, is not ritually impure and render it ritually pure. They said to him, the rabbis that is, that possibility is no source of concern, as the Jewish people have already been assured that Elijah will come neither on a Friday nor on the eve of a festival, due to the exertion involved preparing for the upcoming holy day. Consequently, Elijah will certainly come neither on Friday nor on Shabbat itself, which is Passover Eve. With us to discuss this really interesting question of why doesn't the prophet Elijah come on Shabbat is one of our greatest teachers and scholars, Yeshiva University's Rabbi Jacob J. Schachter. Thank you so much, Rabbi, for being our guest today. It's my pleasure. It's really my pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And so tell me, as someone who's closely studied Elijah and Talmud and really one of our greatest teachers of Jewish tradition, why doesn't Elijah come on Erev Shabbos? Thank you so much for those very kind words uh, to begin. And it's a pleasure to uh, be a part of this extraordinary gathering. What the Talmud here is teaching us is something that I think is very profoundly central to the human condition. And I think it's uh, so wonderful that you allow so many people to zoom out from the specific nitty-gritty details of the Talmudic discussion and extrapolate messages that resonate for life. What we're talking here about is we need to prepare for Shabbat. Elijah, even Elijah, who we look forward to, who's the harbinger of redemption, will not be able to come on that day because we're busy. We're busy preparing for something important. And what this speaks to is the power of preparation. Now, we understand that from our human lives. People get married. It will be much more fascinating and interesting and meaningful if you don't just parachute into your wedding, but you prepare for it. Anything that you prepare for makes what it is for which you are preparing that much more meaningful. And so Shabbat becomes significant when Shabbat is not just oh my God, I run in from work and I drop my uh, briefcase and I come sliding into the synagogue or I rush right over to light my Shabbat candles. Shabbat needs preparation to appreciate what it is. And the Shabbat preparation, which is underscored and highlighted here in this text, really already begins on Sunday because at the end of the morning service, we say a passage from Psalms and we introduce it by saying, Today, we are going to say something relevant to the first day towards Shabbat, and on Monday to the second day towards Shabbat. So already on Sunday, we're looking forward to the coming Shabbat. When we get to Wednesday, something really interesting happens, because there, it's not just one chapter from Psalms like it is every other day, but we actually go into the next chapter, because the next chapter begins, L'chun Ranana L'Hashem, which is something that is associated with the Friday night prayer service. 
So we're telegraphing already on Wednesday. Oh my God, we're pivoting from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which is a carryover of the previous Shabbat. And now Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're turning towards the coming Shabbat. And we're saying something that we know in our minds remind us of the Friday night service. So Wednesday is a very significant day and it is indicated by the choice of the quote day passage at the end of the morning service. So we go from Sunday to Wednesday, from Wednesday to Friday, which brings us to this Talmudic text. Friday, we're busy. Friday is Erev Shabbat. Erev Shabbat is a day of itself. All my students and all my friends know that on Friday, I always wish someone not Shabbat Shalom or have a good Shabbos. I always say have a good Erev Shabbos. Even when I'm walking into the synagogue on Friday evening for the afternoon service, for the mental service, and I'll see somebody, I will say, have a good Erev Shabbat. Because we're not rushing Shabbat, because we're taking a moment to prepare and kind of transition. We're taking even more than a moment. We're taking a piece of time. It's a mindset. Friday is a time to look forward to Shabbat. Shabbat is meaningful when we look forward to it. I learned this first many years ago. When I read a footnote in a book that described the uh, talks that the late Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik uh, used to give uh, during the 10 days of penitence, the Aseret Yemei Tshuva, leading up to and culminating in the high holiday season. And he talked about the Erev Shabbat Jew. He said that my experience, thank God, is that over the course of time in America, We have Shomer Shabbos Jews. We have Jews who have become observant. A long time ago, there were many fewer. Now there are more. Please God, there will be even more. He said, I'm not so worried about the Shomer Shabbat Jew. I'm worried about the Erev Shabbat Jew. Those who think about Shabbat don't just come into Shabbat quickly, but who prepare for Shabbat. And that's what this passage is highlighting, the power of preparation. And this is part of the human condition. Why do we eat on the day before Yom Kippur? There's a separate mitzvah to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. It's such a contrast to what's going to happen the next day. No, eat, eat. Biblical requirement. And the answer is, according to Rashi, it prepares us for the next day. And it does so in opposite ways. One way is it fortifies us so that we're in a position to fast on Yom Kippur. The other is, If you eat a lot and then you stop eating, you become even more hungry. So what it does is it highlights the deprivation of Yom Kippur. It prepares us by making Yom Kippur not easier but harder. It's really fascinating. But what they both have in common is we're preparing. You don't just come into Yom Kippur. we got to think about it in advance. There's a rabbinic principle that for 30 days before a holiday, we're thinking about the holiday. We're focusing on the holiday. We're studying the laws and the concepts related to that holiday, all for the sake of preparing, for the sake of making this meaningful. The more we make it meaningful in advance based on the preparation, the more will the experience itself be. And this is why even Elijah, even Elijah, you mentioned in your comments earlier about every Passover, we welcome Elijah. At every circumcision ceremony, we welcome Elijah. The rabbis tell us that Elijah will be the harbinger. He's going to announce the coming of the Messiah. My God, my God, Elijah, 
wow, great, come, because if you come, the Messiah's footsteps are already being heard in the not such great distance. I'm sorry, can't come on an Erev Shabbat, can't come on an Erev Yom Tov, we're too busy. We're busy preparing and underscores the power of the preparation. Amen to that. Rabbi Schechter, thank you so much for this very necessary teaching and for being our guest today. My pleasure, and I wish you well. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.